Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. I'm so excited about today's guest, Eon LaVincent. She... I've been like honestly studying her for a long time now. And I love that, you know, it helps that she's on Oprah and I've seen her interviews and multiple interviews. Obviously, I'm currently reading her book. But anyway, before we get there, let's talk dancing. Dancing with the Stars premiered last night. And oh, my goodness, season 31. You know, I do have a feeling that this show is going back to the way it was. I know it's on Disney Plus. I know a lot of people aren't happy about that. But hopefully, you know, you guys will check it out at least on YouTube. Fall in love with it and subscribe because it's going to be worth it. This is going to be an amazing season. So um, I definitely have a lot of work ahead of, uh, of me. But you know what? I'm up for the challenge. I'm grateful to be back. And I'm even more excited of the return of two fellow OG pro dancers, Louis Van Amstel and Mark Ballas. Mark Ballas is such a good friend of mine. I just love that he's back. You know, it's always great to have people that, you know, have been a part of the show for so long and the brand not only is, you know, Mark and Louie back, but we've got our old showrunner back. And I truly believe he is the heart of the show. You know, people behind the scenes, I think, you know, we don't really talk about them as much, but it really is very important that, you know, the heart of the show comes back. And I think that that is the goal. We want the, we want it to definitely, you know, we want to definitely reach all those fans we've had from back in the past and make it back to what the show was, which is ballroom. As far as Louis Van Amstel goes, I'm especially excited about him because because of Louis. Honestly, I am here 
on Dancing with the Stars. I remember many years ago, you know, Louis and I, um, we didn't compete against each other because he was professional and I was amateur, but Louis definitely recommended that the producers at the time come and audition me. And I was dancing with my partner slash boyfriend at the time living in Harlem in like 2005 or two, beginning of 2006. And they came to New York, they interviewed me all because of Louie. And so shout out to Louie. I love you. Thanks for being part of the reason why my life has changed in, um, in a good way. So very excited to have my fellow ballroom dancers, real ballroom dancers back. And, um, it's really cool to be a part of this season. I mean, I think it, there's so many changes yet. It feels like home all at the same time. Okay. Moving on to Ianla Vincent. Ianla also has her own podcast called The R Spot with Ianla, where she basically invites callers to share their personal relationship issues during live sessions to help inspire, grow, and guide them and other listeners to do the work toward healing. I love her. I'm a little bit nervous about this interview because she's a strong powerhouse of a woman. Um, but you know what? We're going to just have a conversation. I have so many questions. So um, after this commercial break, we will talk to Ianla. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi. You look nice and presentable. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. I've been looking forward to this interview. So thanks for um, coming on Burke in the Game. And uh, I know you have a podcast I've been listening to, The R Spot, also produced by iHeart. And also um, remind me of who else the producer is. Shondaland. Yes, of course, Shondaland. Can you tell us a little bit, what does the R stand for exactly? I'm trying to figure this out myself. 
it's relationships, it's reality, it is um, the real life. It's yeah. But basically, we we talk about relationships. Well, speaking of, I'm currently going through a divorce. <laughs> I pray that it is peaceful and and. Um, I don't. I'm not so sure about peaceful, but it is definitely been a uh, my a roller coaster ride of emotions. I guess you can say. Um, I know you've been through one yourself. Maybe more three. than one. Three. <laughs> okay. And uh, how do you? There is light at the end of the tunnel. I know that. And I also know that as much as I sometimes feel sad and all these different emotions, there's also this sense of empowerment in a weird way as well, Um, but in a great way. However, I'm trying to feel the feelings for the first time. I'm also sober now for the past four years. And with my sobriety, I've noticed obviously my head's a lot clearer. Um, and I'm trying to invite the feeling and sometimes I like, I'm a professional number, so I like to push them down, but I'm trying to just get through it. Do you have any advice for me or anyone going through a divorce right now? Oh, wow. Any kind of separation. Yeah. It's a great thing. First thing I learned probably in my second divorce (laughs) from the same person (laughs) (laughs) is you cannot leave until you can stay. You cannot leave fully mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually until you can stay. That means you have to get to the place where you can say, I can be here. I can be here and have peace. I can be here without anger. This is not my choice, but I can be here. As long as there's any anger or upset or um, still um, things that haven't been spoken or said, you're going to have that roller coaster. You've got to be in a place where you can stay. The other thing is, I would say, is don't try to invite the feelings forward. Mm. Instead, get clear about what you want and everything that is in opposition to that, it'll rise to the surface. You don't have to look for it. Once you start getting really clear about what you're going to do, where you're going, how you want to be, how you want to feel, all of the other stuff, that um, blocks it, it'll rise to the surface. You don't have to go looking for it. Right. So that's the other thing I would say. Um, I would say, ask yourself, I heard you say you're a professional number. So numbing is your drug of choice. (laughs) Absolutely. I would ask you to get clear about what is it that you don't want to feel Mm. and invite that forward. Amen. Invite forward the thing you don't want to feel. Drop your hands to the side. Tell it to come forward and kill you if necessary. Of course it won't because it's <laughs> right. just feeling. Yeah. Right. So these are the three things that I would say. I'm currently reading your book. Get over it. What are the three A's? I love that you, I'm still in the process of reading your book, which is amazing, yeah. by the way. I know you've written so many. Um, but this for me, awareness, has really... acknowledgement, acceptance. Okay. Say Come more. aware of the thing and then acknowledge the thing. Okay. Because acknowledgement is the first step toward healing. Right. And accept it. Doesn't mean you have to like it, agree with it, but you do have to accept. Okay. I accept whatever it is, you know, that yes. my left ear is bigger than my right ear. <laughs> I don't like it, but I accept it. And right. accept it means that you can 
be with it without needing to change it or fix it or do anything about it. That's acceptance. Right. Tell us and are my listeners, if which I would be shocked if no, if nobody has ever heard of you before, because I've been a huge fan of yours for many years. Tell us a little bit about your story, because um, there's many uh, there's parts of your story that I definitely relate to. Well, which part? I mean, childhood dysfunctional. I um, think let's go with the childhood dysfunctional section. Yeah. I think and I really think now that I know that it was my childhood dysfunction that prepared me to really become a technician in the field of relationships. I'm a relationship technician. I like <laughs> but, that. Uh, born to an alcoholic mother was the other woman. Uh, my mother died when I was two years and three months old. And no one ever told me. Of course, I didn't remember consciously. Um, so I was raised to believe that one woman was my mother and she wasn't. And I didn't find that out until I was 30. So basically from wow. two to 30, 28 years of my life was a lie. A lie that I couldn't quite fit in because I didn't look like my stepmother. And there was a lot of family dissension around her. She was actually my father's wife. My mother was the other woman. Wow. And she died of breast cancer and leukemia. And I heard stories around they never quite identified who. And the story was she wouldn't have, if she didn't have that other baby, she, would, she wouldn't have died. She'd still be alive. Okay. So somewhere in my mind, I made up, I was the baby that killed somebody. I didn't know who <laughs> until I got to be 30. So I grew up shifting around among um, relatives, never really belonging, never really feeling like I belonged. Um, lived with an aunt and uncle who raised my cousin as my sister. Lots of lies. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and my uncle, my, my male caregiver, raped me when I was nine. And I immediately reported it. And nothing was ever said or done about it again. What happened was they would never leave me alone with him. So I had to go with my older sister cousin or my brother, who really was my brother. Right. or my aunt, I had to always go with them. And they made it well known that they didn't want me to be there. <laughs> so I was a problem. I was uh, in the way. I was unwanted. And I was guilty because I had killed somebody. I mean, this is the story. And right. that's what I took into, you know, my adulthood until I discovered that my mother was, was deceased and that my stepmother wasn't my mother, that my father was a liar and a womanizer, and that I had marinated in and been surrounded by guilt and function all of my life, uh, which taught me a lot about boundaries, mm -hmm. having clear boundaries and holding my boundaries, taught me a lot about truth, mm -hmm. and really being honest and honorable uh, in, 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 in my speaking. Mm -hmm. to, to the degree that I can. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, anyway, I grew up, um, dropped out of high school at 16 when I was pregnant, went back, uh, got married at 19, divorced at 21, went back to high school when I was about 20 in night school and graduated, went to college when I was 30, took my three kids with me, mm -hmm. uh, went to law school when I was 33, graduated. Uh, practice law for one year in Manhattan, two years in Philadelphia, 
and then walked away from it. Wow. Just walked wow. away. Why? Because I was guided and directed to do so. I realized later I didn't go to law school to learn to practice law. I went to law school to learn how to think. I didn't know how to think. I didn't know how to do analytical thinking. I didn't know how to do deductive reasoning. I didn't know how to put two predicates together. <laughs> I didn't know. And so my mind was a wasteland of dysfunction. I didn't know how to think literally. I knew how to survive. Right. If it right. was a problem, I could solve it. I could get out of it. I could figure out what to do. But thinking, which is such a powerful act, Hmm. It's such a self-empowering act, putting thoughts together in a way that supports who you are. Hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a skill. And hmm. I didn't know how to do it. The other thing I learned later on was that I went to law, law school so that I could learn and understand the, the disconnect between man's law and God's law. Because there are some things in man's law that are simply ungodly. They just are. They're not in alignment with the flow of the universe. They're not in alignment with love. They're not in alignment with humanity, mm. but it's the law. So once I learned the disconnect between man's law and God's law, I was guided, you know, inspired, motivated to really master mm. universal law, God's law, and how it operates and how we can use it and how it works and why it works. Mm. So really to to be able to do the work I do that is grounded in universal law and principle. Wow, that is very powerful. And I I felt I feel you. I felt I felt that um I guess there's a lot that I have to marinate in. But what I do want to talk about, I'm learning about boundaries now. I'm 38 years old. Um I just I'm not sure if you know, but I've been on Dancing with the Stars for 25 seasons 26 now yeah and when it comes to being grounded when it comes to not thinking in dysfunction right because I also you know I was molested when I was a little girl by our um, babysitter slash mailman and from then on I lived in dysfunction as well with relationships very abusive because that equaled love so there was lots of trauma bonding and I know I've been in therapy my whole life. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I now have two therapists, a somatic therapist and a cognitive therapist. And, wow, great. And I'm realizing, you know, it sounds so basic, but yet without judgment, you know, I never had boundaries, even in my last marriage. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. And yet I'm more afraid of hurting the person or, or coming across like, stuck up or it's crazy that, you know, I've made this choice now to be alone, to give back to all those years I've been giving and give back to myself. And within that, I've learned what I definitely don't want. And I also have learned, you know, morals, values, identity, even like I, I feel like I, you know, as we do evolve, um, but it's been really interesting to be, I guess, aware of um, myself, <laughs> full, fully aware and, and choosing to be alone, not lonely. I'm actually loving being alone at the moment um, and focusing on me. Yet I feel like I still have a very long ways to go. And I think I will forever. I'm a work in progress forever. So what are what are boundaries? 
<laughs> well, it, let me offer you this because I'm a teacher at heart. Okay. And I want to respect both your somatic therapist and your cognitive therapist. I, I would offer you to consider rather than to be alone, mm. be with myself, mm. the higher vibration. Yeah. Mm. Because that alone and the frequency that it carries okay. in the world is very low. Yeah. But to be with myself and to learn myself, to become aware of myself, to acknowledge myself, to accept myself mm. is a much higher frequency. Absolutely. Than saying, I feel that. Okay. Thank you. The other thing I heard in, in your speaking that I would just offer you some coaching around um and i hear it in the speaking not in what you said but mm-hmm. i hear it in the speaking is to consider embracing the concept of there's nothing wrong with me right Amen. nothing <laughs> everything yeah. is just as it needs to be yes. for me to be fully present in this moment because i'm hearing under there that because of the dysfunction or because mm. of the violation, there's something wrong with me. No, right. your soul knew every step of the way what it was that you were going to do and how you were going to do it. Even in your, I, I heard you say you experienced abuse in your relationships, but had you not, right. you wouldn't have the quest for peace. Amen. Yep. Does that make sense? It, totally. And I feel that to my bones. Yes. Okay. Yes. So absolutely. what is a boundary? <laughs> yes. A boundary is a psychological and emotional structure that keeps you safe. That's number one. Okay. So you, it's a thought or a, a vision or a, a request or a requirement in the mind. And it's also an emotional feeling or energy. Mm. that you design, create to keep you safe. Now, here's the challenge. There's a distinction between a wall and a boundary. (laughs) Right. Some people put up walls, keep people out. A boundary keeps your safety in, keeps your dignity, your majesty, your power in. That's what a boundary does. It doesn't keep things out. It keeps things in and it regulates or determines what can come in. So psychological, emotional structure to keep you safe. That's number one. The other thing that a boundary is, is if it is a statement of expectation. The thing, the distinction between a wall and a boundary is that a boundary has to be articulated. You have to let people know the boundary exists. Most of us don't until somebody violates it. And then we realize, wait a minute, hold up, back up, pump your brakes. Right. (laughs) But when you create a boundary, so here's a boundary for me. Um, You you cannot call me out my name. You cannot. And the moment you do it, hold up, stop right there. We can't go any further. So you have to articulate it. And the minute someone crosses your boundary, you must stop draw your line in the sand and articulate your expectation. What usually happens is someone will violate a boundary that they didn't know existed because we didn't tell them. They violate it. We back up and draw another line. (laughs) 
Yeah. So you've got to hold your boundaries and articulate them so that people know that they exist. And once somebody violates the boundary, and this is the key point, this is the piece that people miss. There must be a consequence for the violation of your boundary. Hmm. Hey, cannot just get mad and yeah. fuck, holler and cuss and carry on. You have to articulate the boundary. You cannot call me out of my name. And if you call me out of my name, I'm going to end the conversation. Person calls you out your name, let them know. Remember I said that this boundary exists. Mm. You have violated the boundary. And if it happens again, I'm going to end the conversation. It happens again, I am now ending the conversation. Click, that's the consequence. Because a boundary without a consequence does not keep you safe. No, and they don't respect the boundary. Just because you say it, you don't show it, you don't follow through. It does not keep you safe. Wow. So when you announce your boundary and you don't have to say, meet somebody, hi, my name is... (laughs) Frank, and my boundaries are this. But as you go into the relationship and people take liberties or they create violations, say, you know, I don't do that. I just want you to know that's a boundary that I have that keeps me safe. Yeah. I would ask you not to do that. So you've announced the boundary. And that's how you articulate the boundary. That's how you articulate it. In a calm manner. That's right. It's not a demand. And chances are they'll violate the boundary again. That's when you remind them and let them know what the consequence of it is. Right. And start they'll abound, uh, do it again. And you'll remind them of the boundary. You remind them you told them that well, there was a consequence. Now you enact the consequence. So it's not just say, you know, don't call me out my name or don't put your feet on the table or don't eat in the bedroom or whatever it is. Right, 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 right. It must be a consequence. And that's where people lose it. They yes. have these boundaries. People violate them. They get angry, they fuss, they scream, they holler, but there's no consequence. What if you're in a marriage and they've crossed a boundary? It's a little, I guess, more challenging. How would you, um, would you kick someone out? Let's say my, so one of my boundaries is cheating. You cannot cheat on me. Yeah, I don't do cheating. (laughs) No. I don't do cheating. Not me either, girl. I don't do cheating. That is a very, like, that is a boundary. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't do cheating. And so I, do it, they get second chances or? No, I didn't. No, you don't get no second chances. No. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Right, right. This day, wait a minute. Between, we used to be afraid of syphilis and gonorrhea and crabs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we elevated ourselves to AIDS. Oh now we gosh. got corona yeah. and monkeypox. Monkeypox. Oh, no, Shit. <laughs> no one wants monkeypox. And I wake up with pustules on my nose. Uh-uh, no, come on, no, no. I, you know what? But here's the thing. Because I really don't do cheating and I let that be known up front, I I don't attract people who cheat. Mm. I, just, I don't. And 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 when I got clear, because my husband was a serial, he was a polygamist, so he he didn't think it was cheating. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did he make that clear before you got married? Yeah, but he always wanted to bring home another wife. What? Wrong with you. I just don't get that. You do not live in, you know, the middle. No. Um, yeah. So I I don't. I don't do because here's the thing about cheating. 
women also often get angry. They make their partners cheating about them. Yes. And their partner's cheating is really about their partner. This is a person who, A, doesn't have boundaries. This is a person who doesn't honor their agreements. This is a person who breaks commitments. And this is a person who's dishonest on some level because nobody's going to come home and say, listen, I went out and got me a side piece. No, they're going to come home. <laughs> they're going to lie and sneak and hide. Absolutely. But when I recognize, wait a minute, hold up. You don't honor your agreements. You break commitments. You betray trust. You are dishonest. And I married you. Right. Okay, what, what's going on with me? So I'm not even looking at you. That's your stuff. But I'm not choosing to be married to someone who will betray my trust, violate boundaries, uh, break agreements, and break commitments. Mm. I made a mistake. So mm. let me get myself in check. I don't have nothing to do with I'm done with you. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> and so there is, when when that happened to you, did you guys do couples therapy or you were just no, done? I left. There was nothing. I'm out. Left. I'm out. I'm out. I don't do two things I don't do. This is the weirdest thing. Don't cheat on me and don't mess with my money. <laughs> wow. Don't take dollar out my wallet. No, no, no. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So you keep everything. So did you believe in prenups? Yeah, if I had something to nuptialize, <laughs> I would have a prenup. Right, 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 right. I but like, there's no shared accounts with you, nothing. No, I, you know, I got three, two kids and 10 grandchildren. Wow. If you want to fight them, you go right ahead. <laughs> right, right. But uh, uh, yeah, I would do a prenup. I would do a prenup. Absolutely. Um, because it's just, it's a boundary. It is. It's a boundary. And they won't like it because I oh, have one as well. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't the most romantic thing in the world, but I always say same with childbirth. I you doubt that that is romantic either. I don't have kids, thank God. Um, but, you know, you just have to have those uncomfortable conversations and it is what it is. This well, you is know a- what? My mother died and left me nothing. My mother mm-hmm. left me a mink coat and a set of china. I didn't know it was bone china. It was ugly, so I threw it in the trash. I didn't know too many years later that this was bone china. Okay. Wow. Uh, I kept the fur coat until it fell apart. So that's what my mother left me, a set of china that I threw away in a fur coat. My father left me nothing. I had to pay to bury my father, cremate him. He was a Buddhist, so I cremated him. My sole purpose in life is to leave my children something. So I don't care if I'm married to Jesus or his brother. I have a will. Everything goes to my children, period. That's it. Now, I know the state, the law says the husband has to get something, and I'm fine with that. But I don't, I, I want a prenup that lets him know. I want you to know everything I have goes to my children because I'm breaking a generational pattern. Yes. My parents left me nothing. Their parents left them nothing. I'm not doing that to my children and my grandchildren. So it's already laid out. Are you married again? No. no. So I would, would, never would you ever? Never. never? never. Why? I would never. Because the construct and concept of marriage in this society does not fit what I want in a partnership. I want a partnership and I want an equal companion. I don't want someone that the law tells me can or can't does. Like I said, man's law and God's law are not in alignment. What so are the, I, what's the difference between the two? 
first of all, there's no law, love in man's law. Yeah. None. It's about property. It's about male domination. It's about inequality of people and rights in man's law. And in God's law, it's about love. It's about harmony, which is a much high vibration. And it sees everyone with equanimity or equality. Everybody mm-hmm. equal. And in the law, everybody is not equal. You're equal right. based on the color of your skin and what you own. And uh, I, I just don't want to live like that. So I wouldn't, I would never get married again. Now I can find me a fine young thing to run around. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both, girl. That's my cougaration. <laughs> I love you. No, I, I, I plan to be coupled. <laughs> I plan to be coupled and have a companion yeah. and a partner. I want a partner because right. see, partners, you're, each of you are bringing something to the table. Very often in marriage, one person comes with a knapsack and the other one comes with monogram luggage. No, no, I'm not doing that. Knapsack. <laughs> wow. So the one thing that really stuck with me as well with what you just said was you don't attract men that cheat. No. How? <laughs> Do you not attract, like how, for people that may attract that negativity or that uh, type of man, um, how do you not attract? Or woman. Or woman. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're a little frisky out here in the world today. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Not me. It's been, you know, a year since I've gotten any action, but that's fine. I'm not complaining. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah. So how, how do you attract the opposite? You have to love yourself first. Everything in your life comes by energetic invitation. Okay. Everything. Yeah. When I was younger, I was, I lived nine years in an abusive marriage, but that's because I was abused as a child. Mm. So abuse in the home, home being unhappy, home being violent was a pathology that I lived. Once I healed that, disconnected that bonding pattern, it it didn't happen anymore. I don't need to be abused physically, mentally, emotionally, or any other way. Mm. So once that happened, I never attracted another man who cheated. Or if he did, I didn't know about it, but we didn't break up because he did. You know, I never attracted another partner who cheated. Everything comes into your life by energetic invitation. The somatic therapist will help you clean that stuff out. Yes. They don't attract that. Yes. if If you've got a lot of fear in your body, you're going to attract people and experiences yeah. and relationships that trigger up your fear because it's already in you. And not just that, just career, every every aspect of your life. Yeah. The the I always say it's that I'm not enough that I'm not enough, you know, and changing that changing that frequency is very important. I drug a choice. <laughs> my, mine was I'm not good enough. Got it. I'm not good enough. That was my core belief. Yeah. There are 10 of them, 10 core beliefs, not enough, not good enough, um, unworthy, worthless, hopeless, um, stupid. Uh, mm. I forget the other ones. Yeah. I so think I fall you, under all 10. <laughs> well, we all have some degree of it, but that yeah. your one core belief is yeah. the one that will trigger up all of your um, experiences. So as we do the personal development yeah. work, personal development work to really heal and clear out those patterns. It's amazing uh, yeah. how your life shifts, you know, how your yeah. life And also the people you hang out with. I do believe you are who you hang out with. I think that it's also very important to clean house if you have to, or maybe 
be with people that inspire you or that love themselves and respect themselves. You know, I mean, I don't think it's all or nothing. It's not black or white. Um, but I think that you, once you elevate your frequency, like mm. you're doing a lot of healing work, you're going to elevate your frequency. People will fall out of your life. Mm. The thing is not to get afraid and go run after them. And sometimes the people that fall out of your life are family. Yeah. Because they're still vibrating at Oof. the bonding frequency, the pathology of the, of the ancestral and generational line. Yeah. And I know I, I was like, oh my God, I, I can't be with my sister, my stepsister, my mm. brother. I just can't. Until I did the three A's, awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance. Hmm. What I did was I learned how to become, I became aware of where they were vibrating and what it was triggering up for me. I acknowledged this is what they're triggering up. And for most of, for me, it was mostly, I was afraid that I'd always be like them, which Hmm. means I had a judgment about who they were. So I had to accept them as they were, who they were, as they were, and then create boundaries that kept me safe in my interactions with them. But not not a wall. Not a wall, not a wall, no. Because girl, my wall wall is sometimes like the wall of China. Can't get around it. (laughs) I had a wall up with my sister, my older sister, my cousin's sister, and um, because she thought she was the boss of me. Hmm. And you know, we are not 30s and she still wanted to boss me around. And I hadn't yet perfected the e- e- communication to, to, to deal with that. So we just stopped speaking. You know, we didn't, we, I just didn't deal with her. And then she died and it broke my heart because I hadn't spoken to her in three years. And I said, I will never do that again. So my brother who was cross addicted to drugs and alcohol, who made, you know, he was just a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> And I loved him dearly. He was yeah. my older brother. And so one day he was making his mess on the phone. He would call me every holiday and reminisce about how horrible our life was. And I just wasn't there. So one year I said to him, if the only time you can call me is Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and my birthday to talk about how horrible daddy was and how horrible we grew up, I really, I don't want to hear that anymore. So if that's all you have to say to me, I'm going to ask you not to call me anymore. Mm. And he he didn't call me for five years. He respected your boundary. Yeah. He, well, no, he didn't expect my boundary. He was pissed off, but (laughs) I had to be willing to allow him to make that choice. And then after five years, he called my office and somebody, they called me. They said, there's a man on the phone that says he's your brother. Of course, because none of them have ever seen it. I said, well, what's his name? And they told me his name. I said, that is my brother. I called him. I picked up the phone. He said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like we had been talking every week. Right, right. And I said, I'm good. How are you? He said, I'm good. I'm good. But I need a favor. What do you need? I need $50. I said, you need $50. And he had a whole long story. I said, okay. And because I had chosen to accept him the way he was. I sent him a hundred. And then I saw him every day. I was doing my show in New York. He came to my studio every day and I let him in. And 30 days later, he was dead of an overdose. Oh, I'm sorry. So I know he came back into my life just for us to make that peace and for me to have that balance. Wow. And, um, 
and the universe had prepared me for him to be gone because we spent five years not together. Right, right. And in that 30 days, the last thing my brother said to me was this. He said, when I get myself together, when I get myself together, I'm going to take you to get He said, because you're a pain in my butt, but you have been so good to me. And I said to him, my butt is big enough. Take your sons to dinner. (laughs) And that was the last conversation we had. And about three days later, on the eve of his 50th birthday, they called me to tell me that he was dead of a drug overdose. But we had made peace. And and I had accepted him as who he was. And the good news is, this is good news, believe it or not. The reason he he died was because he had been clean. Mm. He had been clean and it was his birthday. And he went out with some people and reverted to bad skills. And just that was his it. His body was couldn't take time. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Wow. So wow. Uh, boundaries are good. Yeah. Asking what you want are good. Here's the other piece that we get tricked up on. Sometimes we're afraid to ask for what we want because we don't want to deal with the consequences. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. But also what's important that what you said is just accept people as they are. They're not, you know, and I always used to be like, but I don't want to be like that, you know, dance mom or that person who's so strict. I don't have kids yet. But if I do, you know, like I don't, I want to be more, I come from a Filipina background and, you know, maybe being vulnerable didn't mean courageous at that time. And it is, it still was then and it is now. And so I have to, what I want to do is like what maybe you have done is change that pattern. And I, and I don't think vulnerability is weakness. I believe it's, it's very scarier to be vulnerable than not. And so instead of just putting a negative connotation, but my mom did the best that she could do because of her, I am sitting here today, like, cause if she worked her ass off, you know, coming from poverty and she helped me just put me in a dance lessons and I'm so grateful. So that does help because even with anything negative that happens in your life, it's important just to accept that what happened and accept the person and they did the best that they could. It gives you, I guess that language or those sounds make me feel more compassionate um, and have more empathy for the person. But also, and this is the piece that so many of us don't recognize, your soul, Mm. that eternal part of you, chose this life, this gender expression, this race, this location, this nationality, in order for you to learn what you needed to learn. Yeah. Now, most of us only learn through pain and dysfunction. Unfortunately, (laughs) yes. We don't get it. And then the pain and the dysfunction pushes us toward healing and personal development. Mm-hmm. So your soul knows. And once you get that, it's easier to stop being mad at people. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother was an alcoholic. I don't drink because my mother kept me drunk in the womb. I, my first nine months, I was drinking something. I don't know if you drink vodka, gin, brown liquor. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't drink. Oh my I'm God. grateful. You know yes. why? Because I have a very obsessive personality. <laughs> you know, you know your boundaries. I know, you know, and if I had the propensity to drink, I, I don't know what would happen. 
So it was a good thing for mm. me. Yeah. You know? And I wasn't born with fetal alcohol syndrome. Nobody can figure out why. Nobody mm. can figure out why, but I wasn't. But that wasn't my soul's purpose. My soul didn't need that lesson. I didn't need to have that particular challenge in addition to everything else that was going on. So, yeah. you know, I didn't have it. So I, I'm grateful. If we understand that, everything you've been through, even this divorce, is something your soul is calling you to learn, to heal, to recognize. Mm. And your work, your work, your prayer work, your therapy, your your Afro, whatever it is that Meditation. you do. Meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, will take you you're dancing. I was in yeah, dancing yes. ballet. Oh, really? And dancing to me is a form of meditation. Absolutely. You know, it really takes you out of the physical into a whole nother realm. Absolutely. You know? It saved I my never, life. Dance saved yeah, my life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, it, it's all good. It's all good. When mm. I think about, you know, my the worst, what put me on my spiritual path was a suicide attempt. When I was 21, postpartum depression, mm. um, which back then, 40 years ago, they didn't even talk about. No. And I attempted to suicide. And in the midst of losing consciousness in my kitchen, I saw the most beautiful vision of what I call the divine mother sitting on the kitchen floor with me as I'm losing consciousness. And she said to me, or what I heard was, because I don't want people to think I hear voices, although <laughs> I do. <laughs> she, what I heard was, do you want to die or do you just want to stop hurting and learn how to live? Wow. So that's a very profound statement coming as life is draining out my body. <laughs> wow. And I said, I just want to stop hurting. She said, I'm going to teach you how to live. I woke up in the hospital. They had pumped my stomach. I spent six and a half weeks in the uh, psychiatric ward. And um, my six-week-old baby was with her father and his girlfriend, the one I left because I found out he had a girlfriend. And um, it was the most powerful time of my life. Wow. Journaling, stillness, no responsibilities. Um, I, I wouldn't take their medication. I literally just sat there and I learned how to get still. I learned how to be in silence. Mm -hmm. And that's when my soul unfolded. Wow. Soul that unfolded. is so powerful. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I was baptized Catholic and my mother is very religious and she prays. And part of my sobriety is doing the 12 step program. And it's to, you know, believe in a power higher than yourself. Yeah. And, um, for some reason, I it was really hard for me to wrap my head around that. Now, today, I I definitely believe in a power greater than myself, absolutely. Um, and I think that I, with meditation as well, with the stillness, transcendental meditation, you know, twice a day, it's that's giving back to also myself, but also connecting to God and connecting to my higher power. And I think once I believe that I slowly started to get there. I still have a long ways to go. But once I slowly started believing in a higher power or God, then it started just to, I just let it be. So be it, you know, it just kind of made me feel 
I don't know. I just felt free. I felt like all this like pressure off my shoulders, to be quite honest. And I think that is a lot. Some people are not religious at all and you don't have to be religious. I think it's just believing in faith and have faith. I think that one of the greatest spiritual technologies that we have available to us. And when I say technology, I mean the thing that you work or do or engage to create out chemical change in the energy. That's what I say technology is. Yes. And I think one of the greatest alchemical technologies that we have is the rosary. Mm-hmm. Rosary. Um, not because I'm a Catholic, I'm a down-home uh, apostolic Baptist. That's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Where every, everything was a sin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, crossing your eyes. Oh my red, gosh. Your nail polish, everything. Oh, but, wow. Um, the reason I love the rosary is because it's to the divine mother, mm-hmm. which holds our heart. And so, of course, I don't do the rosary the way Catholics do it. I made up my own rosary. I have one in my purse <laughs> constantly. I also don't do it like the way the Catholics do it. <laughs> but I do like to tap into that heart-centered energy mm. of the divine mother. I, I love it. You know, the yeah. Hail Mary. I've got a, my own Hail Mary. And it works for me. So, you know, yeah. I'm... I'm not asking anybody for absolution or confession or whatever. Yeah. But that is a beautiful technology because it opens your heart. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you know, I know you got to go. So thank you so much, Ian. I wish I could talk to you for hours because I could. <laughs> um, thank you for really opening up my mind and in a way changing my perspective. And um, I, I appreciate you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you and your fans will join me on the R Spot. We do absolutely every Wednesday. Okay. Good luck to you. Thank you. And I keep watching you dance. Thanks, girl. (laughs) That is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, that was so powerful. I knew that I would definitely uh, have some things to learn from uh, Miss Ianla. And everyone, please check out her new podcast, The R Spot, and you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. We're going to take a break and then ask the question of the week. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right. So at the end of every episode, as you guys know, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, which is what are some of your boundaries in relationships? As I answered um, that question as well in the interview, but for those that may have not heard it, it's for me, it's cheating, any type of emotional, mental abuse and um, lies, no lies, please. No lies. Anyway. um, Okay. Again, the question of the week is what are some of your boundaries and relationships? And we want to hear from you guys. So email us at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at Burke in the game. Thanks again to our amazing guest, Ianla. Everyone check out her podcast, the R spot, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.